0: And welcome back! It's a new year. It's a new podcast. Welcome back to the Green and Gold Then and Now podcast. I'm Steve Zatki, along with the Polish Pipe. I'm Jeff Roloski. How are you doing today, sir?
1: Fantastic. What's up, people?
0: And we have a special guest. No, it's our, it's our, it's our third wheel, Terry O'Brien, childhood friend. He's uh, if you listen to the Bill Simmons podcast, he'd be like uh, House or whatever his name is. Sure. Or? Okay.
2: Thanks for having me, guys.
0: Uh, that was fun. So, here we are, week one of a season. We didn't even know that was going to happen. And uh, I I think the number one thing before we jump into the Packers themselves, I I think the the, the most surprising thing of week one of the NFL was just how good the play looked overall.
1: Yeah, you know, a lot of people had concerns that the tackling was going to be substandard. And, uh, you know, just the offense in general because of – you know, training camps and all that stuff. A lot of it, most of it, being virtual. The rookies having to learn the playbook virtually, all that kind of crap. Um, but yeah, it uh, the quality of football was was fairly decent for Week One.
2: Was very good. Uh, not very many penalties were called all weekend, which I'm sure fans enjoyed. So, yeah, it's a good start.
0: And the ones that were, of course, we had. Uh, you can always tell, especially Week One, things they talk about the officials and the NFL. And one of them is that uh, the the offensive or the push off role, which they started to really enforce a bit more last year. And we're certainly seeing that this year. Any feedback on that? I mean, it's pretty much, it seems like now, if you're an offensive player, if your arms are straight off against a defensive player, they're going to call you on it, aren't they?
1: Yeah, and they don't even really have to be straight off because that uh, play late in the uh, Cowboys game with, uh, you know, Ramsey from the Rams and. Uh, they called offensive pass interference on that, which helped uh, make Mike McCrappy 0-1 in Dallas. Which oh, you we know, will talk about him. In oh, man, I was so happy. Oh, God, he just shat all over his shoes <laughs> in that game. It was delicious. And I can't wait to watch them lose every single week. But, uh, yeah, you know, the push-off rule is going to be, you know, it, it's going to be another point of emphasis again. And, uh, you know, the wide receivers are going to have to adjust the way they play or their uh, offense is going to pay the price.
2: Yeah, but it's turning into the new NBA with uh, a lot of flopping on that, too. So That is a concern. They can, uh,
0: that's something they really have to
1: stay on top of because I, the, w- that's the last thing we need is more flopping. They do have to stay on top of it, but the fact that they sat there and canceled replay for it, you know, you can't go under the hood, you know, to sit there and, uh, and see if the guy flopped or to see if there was actual contact that would make him adjust his route. And, uh, you know, th- so they – They put themselves in a tough uh, situation.
0: The one thing that did surprise me is they did bring the hood back, the peep show. Yeah. I I just thought, why not just do – and and, and, and the NBA, I think, has a good idea in principle. It's just how they're doing it with – I think they take too many looks now. The the officials seem to lean on that a little bit too much. I think with the NFL, though, you just send it out to New York. What's the call? Have the guy walk to the sidelines – hand them the headphones and they make the call they can override it
1: yeah the way baseball does it the way the nhl does it speed it up absolutely absolutely and then that way there is no one to blame you know you can't sit there and the nfl can't come back and say oh you know referee a made a mistake on this call because they're getting what the call is from a league person in new york
2: that's how they should do it exactly because uh the NBA, the games are just taking way too long now, especially the last two minutes are taking half hour to play because of all the stoppages and reviews and things. So, lesser the better. Well, let's Speed dig, up The process.
0: Let's go dig into the game a little bit. And it's the resurgence of Aaron Rodgers. So, now this week he's back to Hall of Fame. Now everything is good, everything is fine. Uh, it's just that um, uh, the Packers drafted Jordan Love just to motivate him. So is that too much to spend to motivate somebody? I mean, I I, I guess, and we 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 talked about this last year. Uh, it was taking too long. It, it, we went through, and and some people had finally started, especially in the off season, had actually started to talk about it, and it's. I think finally, though, I I, I think. Is it because Lafleur and him finally came to an agreement? Was it was last year a little bit of Roger saying I want to still do it my own way, and now has he finally bought in?
1: Maybe you know the offense looked you know uh, in sync on time. The throws were you know he was getting the snap, he was getting the throws out. Uh, oh my God, there were actual receivers that were open for the first time in about seven years around here. So. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers looked fantastic. I never thought he lost, uh, you know, his uh, Hall of Fame arm or, or step or, or uh, the smarts to play the game. So he had one hell of a game. But, um, you know, I, you, you want to sit there and, uh, you know, a lot of people are, oh, yeah, look at the Packers. They're great again. Well, you know, be careful. There were, right. uh, you know, five or six new starters on that Viking defense including everybody in the secondary. So, you know, let's slow our roll before we uh, crown their ass in, after week one.
2: <laughs> right. The big test for the Packers will be in two weeks against the Saints on the road. So the Vikings, a lot of new players back there. Um, who knows how motivated they were for that game. I,
0: I do I do like what I saw, and I, I think I, I understand – what they were doing throughout the draft. Now, I one of the things I wanted to show you guys is, you know, everybody colleges. was was talking about the, the wide receivers. They didn't draft a wide receiver, and that can be a crapshoot because I I think I'm trying to I'm looking it up. I'm trying to think what year this actually is. It's the same year T. Y. Hilton was drafted. Okay, it was that two thousand? Is that thirteen maybe? But okay, this is who. And and you and these are some of the guys, and some of these guys went in the first round. Justin Blackman, remember him with Jacksonville, did nothing. Right. Michael Floyd bounced around. Kendall Wright, A.J. Jenkins, Brian Quick, Stephen Hill, Alshon Jeffrey, who actually did well until injuries have finally pretty much do I think he's still on the Eagles roster. Uh, Ryan Broyles, Reuben Randall, Devere Posey, T.J. Graham, and Mohamed Sanu, who just got picked up this week, I think, by – 49ers, I think it is. Uh, but those guys, all those guys were drafted before T.Y. Hilton, so it's just you know it, it's not all these guys that were drafted. A lot of them, you know, probably a good three of them are going to be a bust. And what the Packers saw, they wanted they wanted to go after a couple. They were gone. They didn't want to reach. They reached for Jordan Love. I, I always said, I'm fine. What they did in the draft, I would not have reached. For Gordon, I would not trade it up for him like they did. If he was there at where, at their original position, draft him. I'm fine with that. But you think with uh, what we saw with uh, uh, Deguara and um, uh, DJ Dylan, it, it's a very very small sample size, obviously. But you can kind of see what they were where they were going in this draft.
1: No, Packers draft was was shit the day that they did it, and it was shit. Rod uh, now. You know, you spend your first three rounds, you get a third-string quarterback, a third-string running back, and a
2: third-string tight end. Yeah. What the fuck? Well, you got maybe to... that's a starting guard now, too, on that, though.
1: You, know, well, you better yeah.
0: hope he turns into Mark <clears throat> Talsher. And now I wanna, I'm want to. i going to get into the offensive line here in just a moment. But, yeah, it's kind of early. I'm not saying they execute it. I'm just saying I understand what they're trying to do.
1: Yeah, they you were know? trying to piss off Aaron Rodgers, and I think it worked <laughs> because – you know uh, everybody yes you know it was known as the wide or deepest wide receiver class in in you know recent memory and all that and you're right steve you know every year you know the draft is full of busts mm-hmm. so you know yeah just because you get you know look at Josh Jackson he was fairly heralded coming out of college when the packers drafted him you know he sucks yeah, dude can't even see the field. I think he had two plays. Uh, and everybody,
0: and everybody was up on you know, on him too. Oh, absolutely! Great, great, great draft pick, great draft
1: pick. This and that, and so you know, yeah. There's a lot of a lot of busts, but you got to draft somebody. And you know, yes, the what I liked in in this game is that uh, MVS had a couple drops. He came back, and and Rogers kept going to him. And people, oh, well, that's a different Rodgers than before because the guy used to get in his doghouse and couldn't get out. Well, I think Rodgers realizes there can't be a doghouse because when you're surrounded by horse shit, you got to make the best of it that you can. (laughs) And if you want to sit there and try to tell me that Aaron Lazard, Alan Lazard is a legit number two wide receiver in the NFL, I'm going to laugh in your face. And if you're going to tell me that MVS is a legit number two receiver in the NFL, I'm going to laugh in your face also.
0: Well, how many years? It just seems like we've been saying this for twenty years. The quarterback brings up those wide receivers, and we've seen it before. Right. And they, they, yeah, you got that. You got the diamond. You got Devonte Adams and everybody else. But I, 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 think at this point, MVS can be a number two receiver. I think they they think that, and they, you see those glimpses, and you see him make that great pass, and then he has two drops. You know, it and Alan Lazard. Uh, has the body, and it, it's funny. Remember, who's the guy in the Cardinals? He ended up on the Cardinals. A big guy. He's almost like a tight end. He's big, like six foot four guy. And then he he, he beefed up over the summer. He put on like thirty pounds of muscle, but he lost all of his speed. Uh, uh, Boston. Yes, yes, Boston. Yeah. And it's funny how everybody was critical of him. And you can't be a wide receiver in the NFL at that size. This and that. And he, was, if you look. But now here we are 10, 12 years later, That's you look at guys like D.K. Metcalf and that, a lot of those guys are that size now. Right. And and that seems to be the trend, the hybrid tight end wide receiver, that big wide out, that big physical guy to out muscle that secondary. And that's the trend now. He was kind of like, a, he really kind of was the, that first guy. Uh, of recent memory to do that. And then it's kind of like on the defensive side where you got that hybrid uh, safety um, safety linebacker like you see with Adams with the Seahawks.
1: I don't care what kind of body shape they have. As long as they, they're they not idiots, they know how to run a route and they know how to catch. That's all I care about. You yeah. know, uh, oh, yeah, prototypical body size. He's six four, can get the jump ball, blah, blah, blah. You get two steps. You don't have to get a jump ball. Get open. Know the playbook. Know the routes. Don't be a dumbass. Anticipate.
0: Yeah, be, be, yeah it's so important that, that 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 the player has has to be able to anticipate and not think about it. And we saw that in the past with some of the guys the Packers have drafted on defense. You know, they may act. You know, they may be able to cross out all the X's. You know, at the combine and that. But you have to be able to, you know, you have to be able to anticipate and make that jump and jump on the ball.
2: But. And, MVS was open on those passes that were thrown to him, which was good, right? But yeah. that might, was that him or was that the poor Viking defense? We don't know yet, right? We'll find out. We'll Both. see, we'll see yeah.
1: within the, you know, within two, three weeks.
2: But I think the Packers are looking at their second wideout as their running backs. Yeah. He's thrown to Jamal Williams. It's He's thrown scheme. out there to uh, Aaron Jones, too, you know, Tyler Irvin. You know, he's using those guys as, as their second wide receivers, I
1: believe. Well, that's what surprised me because, you know, Devontae tied the franchise record, 14 catches in a game, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but he still moved the ball all over and found so many different receivers and, you know, the ball. You you know, yes, uh, a vast majority of them were going to Devontae. But, uh, you know, you had to guard everybody because, uh, you know, you didn't really know where where Rodgers was going and uh, – it was fantastic and
2: adds another layer to that offense. Eight different receivers got passes.
0: I do like the Tyler Irvin, how they were using him, though. That's that's what they needed to do. I think that's – and he was kind of forgotten. And that's it, it, one of the things with preseason. You know, I mean I, – n- who was talking about Tyler Irvin? Dylan, like, what can Dylan do, with this, that, and the other thing? And then, you know, are they going to re-sign Aaron Jones? And then wh- what's Jamal Williams? And nobody really talked about Tyler Irvin. And he came in, I think, about week eight of last year, and he, he's really kind of settled in. The kid the kid brings some speed and can get to the outside, get to that corner where a lot you know the other guys can't necessarily do that.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I liked what I saw out of him too. And it was funny because – you know, you read Packer's Twitter, which is, uh, you know, almost as as toxic and bitter <laughs> as Buck's Twitter, which is a damn shame. And a lot of those guys just make asses out of themselves. But, you know, people were freaking out. Oh, you know, you're you're down uh, close. You got like fourth and one, fourth and two or whatever. Why aren't you handing it to Dylan when you drafted him and all that kind of stuff? You know, the damn kid's a rookie. Give him a break. Yes, he should have got the ball, though. Uh, yeah. I agree. He yeah. should have got that carry. Um,
2: yeah, but, but if he fumbles the ball down there, then you're going, why is he handing it to a rookie? And right, and then, and, and then it's and then
0: home. he and then he then for the rest of the year he might have that in the back of his head. I think you want to kind of let the kid get the, get the jitters out a little bit. You don't want that, that to be his
1: first carry. Yeah, you know, I I, I see it both ways, but uh, I would have given him the damn ball. And if he would have fumbled, then hey man, get over it and you know move on. You know, these guys uh cornerbacks. We expect them to have short memories. MVS obviously had a short memory. drops two gimmies right, that were put perfectly right into his hands. He still made some plays down the stretch. Be a man. Get over it. You're, you're a professional now. Right. And this is something we, we, we've seen. It
0: seems like about every two, three years, we get the, the early season end-of-the-year injury for a starting offensive lineman for the Packers with Lane Taylor out for the rest of the year. Uh, I was thinking – jared velvier you know he was the guy that they picked up last year i think he was on the bills before if i recall uh they picked him up he came in and really solidified that that line at, towards the end of the year and i'm thinking well if you know if i'm gutenkiss i'm calling him first thing monday morning and apparently he's already visiting the cowboys with that with their injury so i'm kind of I'm wondering, was there a bridge burn there or what? Because I think he's the logical choice to bring him in. He knows the system. He would, you just plug him right in.
2: They signed some uh, defensive linemen today that hadn't played in the NFL since 2016. So, well, you're going to see that
0: with the with the expanded taxi squad. You're going to be. A, I mean, that's going to be. You're 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 going to have probably about right. 200 guys the being back rotated. The back end of the roster and, is going to rotate yeah. a lot. Yeah, and you saw that on on Hard Knocks where every guy they cut, they, they basically brought back if they weren't claimed on waivers. So I would have liked to have seen it. I'm sure th- they'll be bringing in other guys too. I'm sure the, the phone is ringing. And don't forget, these free agents, though, too, know that. So if, I, if I'm a Veld here, I'm like, okay, I'm going to sit back because I know well the Cowboys have injuries and this team has injuries, so you're you're, you're going to take the best offer. So I'm sure they may be talking to him on the phone because they know what he can already do. So maybe if they can sweeten the deal a little bit more with the Cowboys, he'll come to the Packers, anyways.
1: Hopefully, it just you know brings to mind how much I want to choke Cole Madison. Uh, I thought when the yeah, Packers drafted him yeah. that he was going to be he was going to make a difference on that line. Then his buddy commits suicide, you know, towards the end of his college career. He goes through a depression or whatever. Uh, you know, took him a while to deal with it. The Packers were patient, gave right. him pretty much the whole damn year off. Mm-hmm. Still brought him back, and he gets cut because he sucks. And it's just so frustrating. And you know, a wasted draft pick. And you know, like we said, you know, there's guys at every single position that are busts and just don't pan out. But I had, I had, you know, a lot of, a lot of hope for, uh, for Cole Madison to make a difference. And, you know, I, I thought the Packers did a phenomenal thing by standing by him to so let him work out, you know, his mental stuff or whatever. But uh, for him to sit there and, and show up to uh, to camp and stuff and get cut this year was was highly disappointing.
2: Well, I mean, they didn't get to play any games, right? So how, how are you judging them just on practice, right? So maybe he comes back next year.
1: You know, but, okay, you know, you're going to judge him on practice, which is the only way you can. That kid, basically, he's had, you know, a year and a half to do nothing except read the Packers' playbook. You know, it's not like the Packers switched head coaches and now they got a whole brand-new offensive scheme. This is the same freaking scheme. So he should have known that playbook in and out. And, you know, okay, so you sat there, you took a year off, uh, you have to prove yourself to the team. Hire somebody to sit there and work with you the entire off and help help you figure out the playbook so you got your foot uh, footwork right and all that kind of stuff. So you're ready to to dominate when you do get the chance.
0: Yeah. Well, let's let's talk about the defense. Uh, Christian Kirksey made a couple couple oopsie plays, but it's a new system. It's only game one. I, I think the most impressive fellow though on defense. Considering this time frame was who they brought up off, off the practice squad. That was Chris Barnes, 51, the linebacker who ended up making four tackles and two assists. And uh, nobody knew about this kid. We were even asking, him, we're watching the game. Who's this 51 kid flying all around? And he was making some plays. So I mean, that's a plus. You got to give Gutenkiss uh, some credit for that. Jair Alexander looked really, really good. Kevin King, Kevin King, I guess was on the field. I didn't even notice he was on the field, but he made four tackles. I guess I just wasn't paying attention. Uh, Terry, though, I want to ask you about Darnell Savage and then get Jeff's uh, opinion. You weren't too high on Darnell <laughs> I'm Savage. i not too
2: high on Darnell. I think he's too small to be a safety. You know, you need those safeties now to come up and stop the run, and he's just not big enough. Maybe he can cover. I don't know. But, you know, he's just too small, I think, for that. He's well, got he- a
1: lot to prove still. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, but, you know.
0: Uh, but he's that guy, he's 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 supposed to be good with an anticipatory He can anticipate the ball. He's got, you know, good football skills that way. He's got a high football IQ. And that was one of the things that really attracted him to him. So, well, he got I,
2: burned on the Thielen touchdown.
0: Yeah. And that's going to happen, though. Well, you know,
2: Thielen's I, one of
1: the best receivers yeah. in the league. So, you know, you <clears> could <throat> sit there and, and throw the best corners on him and you know they might they might win 60 70% of the battles but 30% of the time Thielen's going to make them look stupid too sure so and- you know yeah I, he's still a work in progress but he needs to step it up and step it up quick or you know i i've got the fork out of the drawer i haven't stuck it in him yet but it's getting close it's still, it's starting to get pointed at him wow so you know he's he's got to step it up and and uh and make some more plays. How about fifty two Rashawn Gary?
0: He was actually out there, he, he played, seems like he played a little probably played the most, I think, uh, this game than he has uh than over last year and was in on a few plays. He seemed like he was mixing it up, getting some pressures, and the coaches were talking him up.
1: Yeah, you know, we'll see again, you know. Still, was he was he worth the first round draft pick? That's choice? the
0: thing. If he's a second round draft pick, okay, you're fine. But at where he was picked though, you want this guy to make to change, you know, change the pace of the game, or change
2: the yep.
1: where the game be a is going. Playmaker, yes. Yeah, and he's not been a playmaker yet,
2: not yet. And that Viking offensive line need anything to write home about? So. No, no, it's not.
1: So, what are we looking at for this week with Detroit? Well, you know, Detroit's going to be pissed off, and you know, they lose that. Give me, uh, they drop a gimme touchdown to beat the Bears late in the fourth quarter there but you know they'd be angry even if they won that game for giving up 21 points to uh, mitch trubisky and that awful bears offense uh in the fourth quarter so you're going to see an angry team um but you know it kind of looks like they're the same
2: old lions same Lions, yeah i don't think it should be a bunch of a game
1: but you know this Lions team that over what the last three four years you know, we we've been playing 500 or maybe even under 500 lines have kicked our ass, you know, uh, a couple times the last few years.
2: Well, Lafleur hasn't lost to a central team yet. So, or North. Well, and, and uh, it's okay. I still call it that myself.
0: <laughs> um, and the Lions' secondary is in, in a bit of a flux as it has been for a while with injuries and whatnot. So, I mean, this is, we could see a very similar game to what Rogers had, uh, Against the Vikings against the Lions.
1: Well, you know, I obviously I hope so. And uh you know, but again, well I want everybody calm down because if the Packers put up fifty, if they put up eighty on Detroit, that doesn't mean that this no. offense is gonna right. look like that the rest of the season. It just means they ran up against, you know, a brand new secondary in in Minnesota and then a crappy defense in Detroit.
0: Matt yep. Patricia loves to play man, and he doesn't have enough talent to go man on defense like the Patriots do. And he insists on doing it, and the odds get burned. And he just refuses to change. It'll be interesting to see if that changes. And well, I got that information from Michael Lombardi. I'm You not can that only smart. play
2: the team that's in front of you, right? Yep. So it's not the Packers' fault if the Lions aren't any good. That's right. Good teams blow out right. other teams. Lucky teams – you know, squeak by with the one, two-point wins. So I think the Packers right now are a pretty good team.
0: Okay, I want to ask you guys about giving up those points to the Vikings in the fourth quarter. Are you concerned at all? No, no. I, I could care
1: less. I could care less. You know, they gave because them up too Because that's the quick. new NFL now. Yeah, they because... gave them up too quick, but with the way that the offense was sustaining their drives and taking time off the clock and still scoring on every single drive, you know, they punted one time in the entire game. So you know, I've got no problem giving up. And you can't time tell me. me those
0: guys in the fourth quarter, if they're up by three touchdowns, those guys on defense are thinking, I don't want to get
2: hurt. Yeah, get me to the bus. Yeah. Plus they were probably gassed. I mean, that's the first game of the. That's gassed. a good point Jesus, too. Jesus!
1: They were on the field for <laughs> ten minutes. That's all. You know, the Packers dominated. The, the time of possession. I think it was eighteen minutes. The the, yeah, the Viking offense like they had the
2: ball. Forty-two days. Gassed. Jesus, <laughs> I hope not. I hope not. Well, the other problem is their defensive line. Other than Kenny Clark, is just a bunch of guys right now, and I don't. You know, they gotta. I think they need some help there.
1: Well, we'll see what the status is on Clark. Oh, I think he's out. I think he's out too. It's yeah. growing, and you don't wanna. You
0: don't wanna push that. that's a real. It might it might feel better, but it, they you know you don't not this early in the season. I don't I don't think he'll play. I think he might get even get two weeks off, because that, that that's mm-hmm. something. If it, if, you, if you if you it's like a hamstring, if you hurt it again, you know it's a if it's a two week injury, you hurt it again it's another no. Then it's like a six or eight week injury.
2: So they don't want to take that chance with him. He got uh, by week week five, so maybe he doesn't play until week six. That
0: that's a possibility too, because those things are. I mean, those can be. I don't know if you guys ever had a groin injury. I've had one. I, it's bad. I never I never understood until I had one. And then, <laughs> oh, so that's a groin. I got mine playing volleyball of all things. But yeah, it's it's awful. You can't. I couldn't straighten up for a, over a week.
1: Well, you know, I, like you said, I'd sit there and 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 just sit them and. If the, the W's keep coming, uh, you know, then try to keep them out until week six. But, yep. uh, you know, you, you get a couple losses in a row, and then, you know, then you got to think about bringing them back earlier. But, you know, hopefully he bounces back quick to sign that big contract. You'd like to, uh, to see some uh, return on investment uh, right away with him. And like you said, you know, it's basically him and a bunch of nobodies on that line. So hopefully he recovers fast from this one.
0: Did you hear the report that the Bears made a, a move for Tom Brady in the offseason? What? Yes. There's reports that uh, they, they before they, I guess it would have been before they signed folds that they, they went after Tom Brady or made a foray, you know, inquired about him, talked to his
2: people. Whatever. They well, would still suck if they
1: had Tom Brady.
2: Every team probably did other than, you know, Packers and Saints and. Yeah, yeah, I mean because let, let's face yeah. it.
0: Well, and and for, I I think Brady wanted a little more freedom, and I think he's getting in Tampa Bay. He's got
2: Gronkowski there. It was a good situation. Well, Arians called him out today though.
0: Well, right. yeah, he did, but
1: you know he's and good. and
0: but that's you know, and he said, I'm fine with that. That's a guy thing because I'm sure they've talked to him. And Arians is that kind of guy. He he he's gonna call your ass out, but then you know what? He he's also. In a lot of other situations, he's also going to cover your ass. Well, so you know, I think he was kind of setting his tone because I you you talk to people throughout the league, they everybody loves him. Right, he's the players coaching that, and sometimes that could be to his detriment. But yeah, you saw what he what he was able to do with the Colts and and everywhere he went as a defensive coordinator, everybody loved him, our offensive coordinator. I mean, everybody loved him and what what he was able to do. So.
1: You know, there was no way in hell Brady was going to go to the Bears. He went to the Buccaneers because the Bucs are loaded on offense, and they had all the stars, and then they brought in Gronkowski on top of it just as, like, the icing on the cake. Sure. But, uh, you know, they don't have Mike Evans in Chicago. You know, they don't, they don't have the talent on offense that, that, the, that the Buccaneers do. So, you know, Brady wasn't going to sit there and go to Jacksonville and go to a rebuilding shit team. You know, he wanted to sit there and compete now. Because he knows that he's, you know, got one, two, three uh, years tops left in his career. So, let's go to that. Uh, what did
0: you call it? Shit sandwich. You said steaming shit. <laughs> I call steaming. Mike McCarthy. Uh, so, got Mike McCarthy getting his massage. He gets called into the office. He gets fired. So he spends all last year doing what? Studying up watching on tape? the game, watching tape, and also getting into analytics. Yeah, with a whole
1: army of
0: coaches yes. around him. Right. So him all, all the analytics said, go for it on fourth and three. Yeah, in the fourth quarter, down the, by three. Yeah. It was th- the third quarter.
2: End of the was third quarter, third I think. Quarter? Yeah.
0: yeah. Instead of going, for, at least trying it, goal. and then,
1: yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> analytics said that. You know, but yes. In did, pair- that, did that not surprise you, though? What, that he went for yeah. it? Yeah. No, because everybody here was killing him because of how many times he kicked the damn field goal. It figures that he would go there, try to be the complete opposite person as he was here because I think when he was sitting there in his little bunker, you know, hanging out next to Joe Biden, um, that, you know, he realized that he sucked for the last five years. And, you know, and so now he's trying to do everything different and it came back and bit him in the ass and I loved every second
2: of it. Absolutely. What did I text you right after that game, Steve? What I gotta look that up. Fill
0: some time, Jeff.
1: <laughs> well, I texted I, him, he I,
2: still sucks. I texted him that Aaron Rodgers ain't walking through that door in Dallas for <laughs> That is true.
0: Now, all right, let's I mean, this Dallas team has a lot of, but I mean it's it's the same old same old I'm like I go, I bet you Sean Lee is injured. Well Sean Lee was already injured. He's always, he's always injured. hurt. And yeah. then he got Van Vanderveer. Vanderveer. He got he broke his you know a, it, the guy that replaces him, he's always hurt. And now he's out for, for four to six weeks. It's just it's the same old Samuel old with the Cowboys.
1: You know, the Dallas Cowboys could have every single, every, of you know, they're starting offense and defense, could be the top position player at every single position, and they're still going to come just short of the playoffs. It's, it's who they are. It's what they do. I don't know if they used up all or maybe snorted all the magic back in the 90s, <laughs> you know, with Aikman and Irvin and, and and the Cocaine Cowboys. You know, maybe they snorted and went through all the good shit, but, you know, they don't have it anymore, and they come up consistently short. And for us, <laughs> you know, That's we can laugh. Thing.
0: Dak, Dak Prescott has a lot of tools for success. He's a, he's a very, very good quarterback, but the one thing he is not is a come-from-behind quarterback. At least I don't think so. Oh, I don't. No. Do you want to put it because oh. it seems like if for if you need him for a two-minute drill, I'm not too confident in Dak Prescott at this point. Oh, of course Yeah, no. I don't
2: think he's very clutch. I no, think that's the
0: thing with him. I think he's a great quarterback if, if if everything's in control, and you run the hell out of Ezekiel Elliott, which I didn't think they didn't seem like they did at times. It seems they went away from it too
1: much. You know, I, I understand
0: you want to don't want to burn him out first game of the year, but still.
1: McCarthy fell back into his old he ways did. a bunch during that game. You know, I was watching it. And, you know, yes, he's got more offensive talent on the team now than basically he had 95% of it. Or well, you know, 85% of his time here in Green Bay. Um, and he still made the same, you know, there was a bunch of stupid play calls, stupid mistakes, and, and stuff like that. So, you know, it, it was great to see. I, I love watching the Cowboys fall fat, flat on their face. And, you know, like you said with Dak, you know, for me it's hard to judge because being a prisoner of the moment and we see Russell Wilson every single year who has got to be basically the most clutch quarterback of all time, you know, if there's if you're down and I don't care how much time you got on that clock, I'm taking Russell Wilson. I love Aaron yeah. Rodgers, yeah. you know. Uh, I. I would I would adopt him obviously you know uh, all that I, I I love the damn guy, he he's on a pedestal, but uh, you know if if you ask me who the most clutch quarterback is it, it's by far Russell Wilson. I think and you know you have
0: you know guys uh guys that can scramble in that but he's not more, he's not a running quarterback but I don't think there's a quarterback that's more elusive just outside that quarterback box than him or outside the tackle box of him. It seems like if he needs to shuffle out a little bit to get that pass off, and and he's surrounded, he'll get that pass off.
2: Yeah, he's great. He was the uh, NFC Offensive Player of the Week, too, so he got that over Rodgers. We
0: we criticize the Packers on a lot of things. However, the one thing I think we got, especially after this first week of the NFL season, is re-signing Mason Crosby and just having that kicking game solidify just we, we got me Let's not play games keep him signed he seems to be fine because you see what happened with the titans who have just so many issues and they have the Gost- Gostkowski situation on monday night it was just ridiculous
1: yeah uh and i i called steven on uh on early tuesday morning <laughs> and and i said steve i said you miss another fucking kick you're gonna be steven Gaskow because you're gonna lose the privilege of having the ski at the end of your last name. And you know, he got the message and, and we talked. I think he's gonna be better. You know, the guy's uh, uh he's gonna be in the hall of fame. And uh What? You don't think Gaskowski's going to the Hall of Fame? No. Oh yeah, he is. No. Yes he is. Yes no. he is. He'll be there, trust me. I'd bet you. I, I, I'd bet you. I just don't know if I'm gonna live long enough.
2: Well, who's Thierry's going
0: in? Viniti area oh, Of in. already in. Who else is in? Is that it? Or do we? Ray have... guy, I think, is in. Yeah, Ray guy. Ray in guy's there. the only punter, as well as he should be.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, I, well, you know, kickers deserve to well, be. Well, he's is not a going in. On he's
0: not going in on the first ballot nor the second ballot.
1: So, oh, of course not,
2: but, but
0: Gaskowski
1: will be in the hall. He'll of fame be considered. Before, so I'll I'll,
0: I'll give you. He will be considered.
2: Yeah, he's better well, than Mike Vrabel. I, I know yet. that the uh, the guy from the Bengals isn't going in. No,
0: <laughs> and is it, what's what's more? I mean, the Bengals. I mean, they got to be excited, even though the how they lost, and and they you know once again they lost in a very Bengal way though. But if you're the Bengals, uh, Burrow looked good.
1: He did look good. You know, there was a lot of positives that they could take yeah. away from that game. The missed chip shot field goal at the end, and of course, the guy grabs his hamstring because, you know, I would too if I missed, you know, oh, sure. an, an, I, easy, I, yeah. an easy kick like that, or, you know, you go in, you're all alone, and you miss a, a game winning layup with no one around you. Uh, you know, the first thing I would do is grab my hamstring and start yeah. crying injury. But, <laughs> that uh, was a chip
2: shot. That was, you I know, it felt bad for Burrow because he, he did bring him down the field on that.
1: He did, and you know I'm very excited for you know the game on Thursday with the Bengals and the Browns. I love watching that game every yeah. single year. And thank God they went back to their old uniforms. Who the Bengals, the Browns. Browns? Oh, the Browns, yeah. Oh, yeah, I thought those uniforms that uh, San Diego uh, had. Okay, what's your opinion of that? Hideous. You don't like the Ooh, yellow pants? Hated it's them. A good throwback. Uh, th- the yellow made have been
0: a little too bright. They made it a little too canary. It was bright. Because the old, that's how they used to be. I know. They used to have, well, because on another station, they was saying, oh, why do they go to the yellow pants for? Uh, you well, know, because you're 26 years old and you've never seen Lance Elworth play. Either die, but anyways. Um, I
1: remember seeing, uh, Humphreys.
0: But, yeah, uh, no, but they had yellow pants. They, they, they had white pants originally. They went to yellow, and they had yellow for a while. But that yellow is a little bright. But it doesn't matter because the Rams are just, awful. I had I didn't hear
1: anybody say anything good about those uniforms. The Chargers or the Oh, the Rams. The Rams, the Rams, the Rams uniforms? Were bad. You know, yeah. yeah. They are and I don't like the new logo.
2: Falcons' that's awful. uniforms were nice with the red on there now. Who? The Falcons? Yeah,
0: I I think the Buccaneers going back to a standard number that's an improvement other than that LED type like alarm clock look that they had. If you I don't know if you noticed that but they went to a standard I wish More they would go traditional back to the, font
1: back to the oh, the oh yeah to the orange with the you know the actual buccaneer on the helmet with the knife in his mouth I love that. you like that little swashbuckler those colors there? No, those, yeah. those colors yeah. were bad but the the character guy was awesome so anyway.
0: and that is that is one of the best NFL films of all time the '76 Buccaneers story actually it's '76 '77 because it went 0 and 26.
2: Nobody's perfect. Nobody. You know, I told the guys at the Packer party on Sunday, every NFL team should go back to their uniform from the <laughs> 70s. So,
1: <laughs> I just hate when the Packers bust out those throwbacks and it's that blue and They're yellow. They're not doing that anymore. That's f- done. fucking hideous, man. I hate that uniform. It's so ugly. So ugly. What would you go that back was... to?
2: Nothing. They won championships with those uniforms. Yeah. what do. you do? That was back before there was. Should they a just take the G color tee. They,
0: they can take the G off and then move the stripes down a little bit further on their sleeves. It could be like nineteen sixty.
1: Now you know, I don't know. Just, just wearing damn I'm, green and gold. I'm a I'm a, I'm a uniform nerd. So yeah, I, I, I don't care. You know, I'm not a, fla- a fashion plate, obviously. Yeah, but
0: you know, as long as they got clothes on. Anything else you want to cover this week? Uh, I.
1: Without. Nah, I don't. I probably shouldn't go there. <laughs> you can go there. Without making a political statement, I did not like the fact that every single NFL game this week preached to me about how I should feel about uh, the anthem, how I should feel about players protesting the anthem. I did not like the fact that in pregame for the Packers, I was driving around listening to Wayne Larravee do the pregame, and he said. Oh, yeah, the, uh, the the players, Packers players stayed in the locker room for the anthems. What do you mean, anthems? There's one national anthem. There is not two anthems in this country. There's one national anthem. You know, uh, so anthems. When the fuck did we, you know, sit there and make a second national anthem? I, did I miss that? I, I don't know. Uh, but, you know. I
2: well, Apparently they're only doing that for the first week.
1: Well, I hope so. I, just, you know, don't preach to me don't preach to me and you know uh you feel how you feel you know you support it great you're against it fine whatever everybody's you know it's America everybody's got a right to their opinion we can all disagree uh do it respectfully and don't preach and and don't get on a soapbox
0: people go to sports to get away from that stuff they
2: don't want the politics in sports well, yeah. I think it showed up in the ratings so
1: you know I It'll be back. You know, the ratings will be back. Football's not going away. All the people that say that, you know, they're not going to watch anymore because uh, because they're kneeling or staying in the locker room, they're all full of shit. They might take a three-, four-week break. They'll be back. They'll get the itch, you know. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. It just I just don't like that, that I'm being preached to, and I feel like I'm being talked down upon and how I should feel about issues when we're all grown men and women and we should all make up our own minds on how we feel about it.
0: Very good. And if anybody wants some uh, homework assignment, great article in the USA Today uh, by Stephen Ru- Ruiz, and the, the our headline, did Cowboys coach Mike McCarthy actually learn anything from his downfall in Green Bay? It is a very, very eye-opening uh Article on the first week as a Dallas Cowboy head coach.
1: Is the article one word? No. (laughs) No, and then it's just the byline. You know, that's what it should be. You know, it it didn't seem to me like he learned Jack, but, you know, I I don't know.
2: Right. I think we see as this season goes on that Aaron Rodgers was more important to the Packers than Mike McCarthy.
1: Yeah, by far. And uh, everybody who sits there and, Oh yeah, Mike McCarthy was right. Aaron Rodgers, you know, everybody tries to crap on him. He wants to be the smartest guy in the room. You put a six-year-old in a room next to Mike McCarthy, and they're the smartest person in the room. So, <laughs> wow. you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be very very obvious. And I can't wait until the blame game starts, and we get to hear who McCarthy tries to blame for this mess. Well, I can tell you one thing. He won't
0: have as long of a leash as uh as Jared. Jared did. Jason Garrett? Jason Garrett. The clapper? Yeah. The clapper.
1: You know, we'll see. I you know, uh, Jerry Jones, he with the exception of uh, Jimmy Johnson, he seems fairly loyal uh, you know, to his guys.
2: Yeah. I think he's got a couple years there.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he's got a couple and uh <laughs> can't wait. I can't wait. I'm so happy because now that I have DirecTV uh, again and and the service sucks and I hate it, but I love having the NFL Sunday ticket again and, you know, the fact that I oh, could sit there we and – talk
2: about our debacle, Steve? What's our debacle? Well, you had the red zone on two-hour delay, so we already knew the finals while the games were still being – Because showed. I
0: paid for it and I was going to watch that whole thing no matter what. Okay. I wanted to, you know, get the juicer out and just get everything I could out of it. Cuz we, we ended up being a little bit. But because somebody wanted to watch an IndyCar race.
2: Yeah. So On a Sunday?
0: Why, yeah. Why? It's, it's mid-Ohio. But, you know, let the guest have
2: his way. I, you know, Colton heard, a, you know, congratulations. We'll see the the race was over before the late games ended, so we could have watched like the last hour of the NFL games of the early games. But no, we had to watch them from the first quarter, so we were like in the end of the Packer game, and we were still at halftime of. I have a
0: man games. crush on Andrew Siciliano. Okay, I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> hey,
1: okay. You know, I honestly, I've we'll had that Red that Zone week. for for years and years and years. I've never tuned it on. The really, only the time, Red Zone? Yeah, the only Don't time. Don't do it. It's
0: like heroin. Once you get it, you can't get it off. The
1: yet. only time I've ever seen it has been in the studio here. When I'm waiting to do a, a Packers post game show, and we got the Packers on one TV and the Red Zone on the other. Uh, but I'm always sitting there, and every time, you know, whoever put it on is leaving the room, I'm trying to switch the channel because I'd rather watch a full game uh, than sit there and watch, you know, it's well, like a
0: glorified sports. Set. Yeah. You know, I got I, two TVs at my house. I was
1: Hopefully
2: there a month three. Three. Yeah, that's right. You oh. got to come out and watch a game with us. Yeah.
1: Oh, please. I almost got arrested uh, pulling up to the gated community (laughs) the first time. You want me to go back there? Come on.
0: (laughs) Well, we're at 45 minutes. So thank you for listening to the Green and Gold Then and Now podcast. There was not any Then this week, but we'll make sure uh, we'll catch up on the next show.
1: Well, the Then is, you know, hopefully
0: the Packers will kick the Lions' ass like they did back
2: then. Internet access, and you have YouTube. I would look up the Green Bay Packer legacy videos. It's a oh, yes. ten-part those series are. of the history of the Green Bay Packers, and they they do it in ten-year blocks, and it's fascinating and awesome. And they talk to all the players and all the coaches and people affiliated with the Packers, and it's just outstanding. It doesn't drag
0: on. It, it's it's got a decent you know some of the, sometimes those documentaries you can kind of get wrapped up too much into it, and you want to get everything in there and then it just kind of drags on it it, it's got a good tempo it keeps your interest and uh yeah the ten-year increments it's really interesting and uh, it kind of gives a and and they do a good job and sometimes the documentaries don't do a good job of this it kind of puts you back in that era you know it's one thing to just show oh yeah here we go 1920s you know guys running around with super fast film you know black and white but they kind of Take you back to Green Bay and the era of football because people think NFL. They think NFL has always been NFL, but it wasn't really until the late '50s. The NFL kind of started to push college football. College football was always king, and NFL was kind of like a afterthought. You look at early newspapers and that, you know, paper. You know, the Packers are usually below the fold, so. Uh, they really do a good job at showing you the growth of not only of the Packers, but also the league as they kind of, as they continued on. So yes, how long how is worked.
2: each episode? They're about an hour. Yeah. Okay.
0: So an hour per decade. Yep. Okay. Yep. Just look up the Green Bay Packers account legacy, on YouTube. It's yeah.
2: Packer Legacy. They're really good. And they got them in 10, 10 uh, year blocks and, the 1971 was really <laughs> fascinating cuz they go through the Hadel trade and how horrible that was and they talked about like, one the principles involved one, two, three. and stuff and
1: Nice. Yeah, yeah I'll check it's that really out. really good. I'll check that out.
2: And if you also uh
0: the history of the AFL, the history of color football too, look that up. Okay. I'm a big AFL guy. That's on YouTube or YouTube now also. Highly recommended. I
1: uh yeah, I'll I'll look I'll look at those. I uh I'm running out of stuff to watch. Most of my shows are over. Yeah, check out that Packer legacy. Yeah, really all good. right, we got to do predictions.
0: Uh, I'll yeah, it should be a very similar game. I really, I really think. I think it's it should be very similar. Now the watch will be a old school 10-3. Yeah, you know nineteen uh, seventeen or something game. But I, I'm thinking the Lions have issues on their defense. They've been struggling. And I don't think they really fixed it over the last year, so the Packers should be able to go over 30 again this time. It all depends on what they can do on on defense. Well, well what Stafford? I can't go to the what Stafford, with Stafford shows up? Over
1: 30. Up? Steve says, uh, "Over 30." Well, 30. Packers are
0: gonna sc- <laughs> should score over 30 points. It all depends what Stafford do you get. Do we get good Stafford? Do we get bad Stafford? You hit him in the face a few times early on. He gets a little gun shy. So we'll see. Plus, you have Adrian Peterson. What kind of? you know, Adrian Peterson is, is it's, it's, it's interesting. Adrian Peterson three years ago is broke. So I really hope he's really kind of had a second career that he's saving all the money he <laughs> because he's really lucked out being being where he's able to play. And even at, at the, what the salary he's getting paid at, he's making a decent amount of coin. I really hope he's saving that money because, uh, with, what he's able to do is, is is quite impressive, and getting this second third chance now with the uh, with the Lions, he had a good 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 game last week, and we'll see what he, what he what he can do this week. They still want to bring in other guys, but it's it's so typical with Swift, especially dropping that touchdown last week. Yeah, you know uh, he's been kind of disappointing. He's one of the reasons why they brought in Peterson because he's there's been some there's a little bit of a eh, we're not really sure. Let's bring in a veteran.
1: All right, well Terry uh Steve Stong is uh obviously too tight and he's scared to give a score. So, he be with a score.
2: No. Uh, 33-23. 33 I'll, I'll
0: go 31-23.
1: I'm going to go 24 to 17 Packers.
0: I was throwing those odd numbers because they go for two-point conversions and they miss a lot of the times.
1: Well, well we shall see. Hopefully uh I I like the fact that it's week two, and it's our second Sunday noon game. Hallelujah. Love it.
0: Thanks for listening. We'll catch up to you next time on the Green and Go Then and Now podcast.